Hello, and welcome to a Mo story. My name is Joe Enos, and this is a special broadcast to tell you a story that happened to me this weekend. Well, let's just say happened to a friend of mine. There you go. This friend of mine, who we'll call Mo, used to live in San Francisco. My friend, while living in San Francisco, had a fuck buddy by the name of, we'll call him George Glass. Never spent much time other than 30 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half max, never two hours. Probably every other week for the three years that Mo lived in San Francisco with his fuck buddy. And while it was a very good time, they never really discussed much other than small talk and fucking. Fast forward five years and two months ago, during a lonely, horny night, my friend reached out to George Glass and struck up a conversation and it led to an invitation to come visit Seattle, where Mo lives. Now this week, the week of the visit, my friend explained that by Thursday, he hadn't heard anything from George Glass. So he reached out to George Glass, and George Glass said, of course I'm coming. Are you still interested in having me come? My friend replied, yes. And that was the end of the conversation. Actually, that was the end of the text. On Friday morning, my friend received a text stating, I'm about to board, and I'll see you at the airport. From George Glass. My friend Mo ran around all week, cleaning, getting small little gifts from Seattle, meal planning, and grocery shopping minutes before the flight would arrive. Pick George Glass up at the airport. Everything is going great. Get to my friend's house, and he decides to make lunch, and he is notified that George Glass is now a vegetarian after he had just gone to the grocery store and spent $250 and prepared a whole meal plan, which, of course, my poor friend Mo is homosexual and had an amazing meal plan that was centered around French theme, which had meat in it. So he quickly regrouped, and the issue was not that big of a deal at that moment. George Glass had asked, is there a dispensary nearby where I could get a joint? My friend Mo directed him down the street to a place called Clutch, which is where all the Seattle Seahawks players go and is known for being an amazing dispensary. But because my friend Mo gets tested at work and doesn't smoke pot, he was not really that sure and just directed him. George Glass returns with his vape pot stick and proceeds to do some. As Mo is explaining different things and talking about his life here in Seattle, George Glass states, whoa, hey, that's a lot and really heavy of a conversation right now for me. So Mo just stops speaking and then George Glass asks, are you mad? No, Mo says, but if I can't discuss something with you because it's too heavy, I'm not sure what to talk about as I was only talking about my life in Seattle. George Glass explained, oh, no, no, you can continue to talk. It's fine. So Mo went into a couple other light subjects and George Glass would state, wait, who are you talking about? Wait, start over. I'm sorry. I, I missed it. What could not keep up with the conversation? Mo sensing this realized it's time to go to plan B. Let's go to the bedroom. And so they did. A couple rounds of that and now it was time to order dinner. Mo had selected Thai food and asked George Glass to look at the menu. George Glass asked Mo, what will you be ordering? He said chicken pad thai. George Glass stated, oh, that's good. I can eat around the chicken or just pick the chicken out. Won't be a problem. So they ordered. Once the food arrived, George Glass stated, I can't eat chicken. Mo said, I thought you said you would eat around it or pick out the chicken. George Glass says, I said that? Mo says, yeah, you did. Oh, sorry. No, I can't eat chicken. And then bedtime. George Glass needed a pillow to cuddle and took up half the king bed. Mo, the gentleman that he was, was still being patient. Saturday morning, Mo wakes up 
and George Glass is already awake. And alerts Mo immediately, I don't know what's wrong with your coffee maker, but it won't percolate. So Mo goes over to the coffee maker. Everything looks fine, except for George Glass had selected delay, so Mo just fixed it. And it started to percolate. Mo continues then to make his vegetarian French-themed breakfast, and they have breakfast and discuss what they're going to do for the day. The two had a discussion about different landmarks in Seattle that could be visited and came on the Ballard Locks. Showered and ready to go, they got in the car and George Glass asked, how long will it take to get there? Mo stated, about 35 minutes. 20 minutes into it, with the window down on the highway and the air conditioning on, George Glass states, how much longer? You've been on multiple highways already. Mo states, I've been on one highway, I-5, and we're almost there. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure, George Glass said. At the Ballard Locks, George Glass was very confused why we were there, what this was all about, and became bored and decided that he was going to go to the bathroom instead of watching the boats raise and fall. Mo sat and waited, and eventually they left and got in the car. As they were leaving, George Glass said, where to now? Where are we going? And Mo said, well, we're going to go over to Volunteer Park. Well, what's there and how long is it going to take and why are we going there? George Glass stated. Mo, now at this point a little annoyed, stated, did you have something else you'd want to do? Oh, I'm sorry, George Glass said. Are you mad? Mo said, no, but you're rather aggressive about where to go when you don't have any ideas or suggestions yourself. And we discussed this back at the house earlier. So they went to Volunteer Park. Out of the car at Volunteer Park, the vape pot stick comes out and he begins to smoke it. George Glass, that is. They walk around Volunteer Park and Mo explains that the statue there is from the artist Noguchi and that the llamas were once donated by a very famous family for the Asian American Museum, but they've been moved to downtown and these are the replicas. And George Glass doesn't seem at all interested and then asks, who, what llamas? Uh, what are we talking about? Mo then starts to pick up a very familiar thing. Every time that pot stick comes out, George Glass becomes very, very confused, disoriented, and not able to focus at all. But Mo, being the amazing tour guide, handsome and tall young man, decided to continue the tour and show George Glass all of Volunteer Park, his favorite spots, and then walk over to where you could see where Lake Union and Lake Washington come together and where UW was at. Light discussion about not much went on and then eventually back to the car and home. Arriving home, George Glass states, I'm going to make a snack. Mo says, okay. 20 minutes later, George Glass says, are we going to get Indian food? Mo says, sure, we can. Mo gives him a paper menu and says, take a look at this and see what you'd like. George Glass, sensing that he may have been a little strange throughout the day, states he'd like to buy dinner and Mo accepts. Around the same time, Mo had realized that he had another gift for George Glass, which was a leather-bound notebook that he just needed to polish the edges on and showed it to George Glass and explained that he just needed to polish the edges. George Glass was very excited and said thank you, but was very concerned that the Indian food was going to be delayed. So he drove Mo's car to go get Indian food. Upon his return, they dished their plates, sat at the table, and were discussing different topics, and George Glass got up and disappeared into Mo's bedroom. Mo sat there, not done eating, wondering what was going on. Eventually, George Glass returned, and Mo stated, what are you doing? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm done eating. I just uh, went to uh, the bedroom to look for something in my backpack. Okay. 
The leather-bound notebook was presented, and accolades were given, and then the rest of the evening went as follows. George Glass sat in the living room on his iPad, and then went to the backyard and sat on the patio with his iPad, and then back into the living room with his iPad, and then outside to the front yard, and then a walk around the block by himself, and then back to the couch with his iPad, and then outside with his iPad, and Mo just sat and watched as he went back and forth. Eventually, Mo went to his bedroom and sat on his bed and was reading news articles on his phone. George Glass then came in and said, hey, do you want some company? And Mo said, sure, come in. George Glass says, do you want to go in the hot tub? Mo says, sure, we can go to the hot tub. So they proceed to the hot tub. 20 minutes into it, George Glass says, I'm done. I'm going to get out of the hot tub. So they come back in the house, back in the bedroom. And George Glass says, hey, do you want to watch a movie? And Mo says, sure. So they start looking for different movies on Netflix. A discussion about Leah Remedy's Scientology show was discussed, but no longer on Netflix. And so Mo had suggested, what about Bernie Madoff? George Glass states, oh no, that's way too heavy of a, of a topic right now. But instead, he picks A Perfect Mormon Murder, which Mo stated, isn't that a heavy topic? George Glass just giggled. Three minutes into the movie, George Glass gets up from the bed and Mo says, where are you going? He says, I'm going to get some pistachios. I'll be right back. 25 minutes later, Mo says, what are you doing? I thought you were getting some pistachios. I can't find them, George Glass says, but I'm going to eat leftover Indian food instead. Another 25 minutes with the movie on pause, Mo gets up out of bed, comes into the dining area, and George Glass has had Indian food, two bags of chips, three-fourths bag of pistachios, and about six sparkling waters. And then says, oh, let's go back and watch the movie. They get in bed, push play on the movie. Four minutes into it, George Glass says, you know what, I don't know if I could watch this right now. It's, it's just a, too much for me to process. So they decide to go to bed. It was 10.30. At midnight, Mo gets awoken to George Glass back in the kitchen, eating another bag of chips, and asks George Glass if he's okay. George Glass says, yeah, sorry, I just wanted some more chips. They both go back to bed, and at 2 a.m., Mo gets awoken again by listening to the toaster oven trying to be started as George Glass was trying to make toast and jelly and couldn't figure out how the toaster worked. So Mo came and started the toaster for him at 2 a.m. Clearly someone had the munchies. Now completely annoyed, like Joan Crawford, played by Faye Dunaway in the movie Mommy Dearest, Christopher Christina, damn it! Mo decided he was going to sleep on the couch and that George Glass could have the bed. Each time Mo was awoken, George Glass tried to gesture or tried to make a move to see if they could fool around. But Mo was not having it. He was done. At 7 a.m., they both arose and George Glass said good morning and Mo said good morning. And they went into opposite rooms. George Glass went onto the couch and Mo went into the bedroom. George Glass then came in and said, hey, can I borrow your car to go get coffee? And Mo, being exhausted because he slept on the couch, said, sure, go ahead. And George Glass left to go get coffee. Mo fell asleep in his bed and woke up to George Glass saying, Mo, Mo. Mo said, yes. George Glass said, I'm going to go down to Capitol Hill and hang out before my flight. I just wanted to say thank you for your hospitality and I'll see you later. And left. Now, according to Mo, he was actually very excited that he left because he was unsure what he was going to do with him until two o'clock when his flight left because he was extremely annoyed with him. But then he started to realize something. Why was he always going into the bedroom and going into his backpack? Oh, 
because he was constantly hitting his pot vape pen. When Mo had given George Glass his little Seattle gifts, one was a bumper sticker that said Pacific Northwest. George Glass said, what's PNW? Mo said Pacific Northwest. What's that? He said Seattle. Oh, oh, gotcha, he said. The other was a Seattle Krekens hat, which is the hockey team in Seattle. And George Glass said, what's the S for? And Mo said, Seattle, of course. George Glass had also stated that every time he goes on vacation, people tell him that he brings the bad San Francisco weather with him. Shockingly, yesterday, after weeks and weeks of beautiful 80 degree weather, it was 75 and raining. At 2 p.m., George Glass texted Mo stating he was boarding and thank you again. And the clouds lifted and the sun came out, literally. Mo, happy he was gone, felt a little like Jan Brady. Oh, that's wonderful, Jan. What's his name? His name is George. George what? George, uh, George Glass. George Glass. I'll go wash up for dinner. I'm sorry. Why you ask? Well, because he made up a fictitious idea that a fuck buddy could become something more and that a fuck buddy is somebody you want to invite to hang out in your new city when you really don't know them more than 30 minutes, an hour, maybe an hour and a half, but never two hours. Mo had asked me to tell you this story so that you may not make the same mistake and know that fuck buddies are amazing for 30 minutes, an hour, maybe an hour and a half, but never two hours. And not always somebody you want to invite to your new city. And if you need really good pot in Seattle, go to Clutch. Their stuff's so good, it can turn a 52-year-old man into Rain Man. Again, I want to thank you for listening to this special broadcast and a story about my friend Mo and George Glass. This is a Mo story. Please remember to subscribe, follow, write a review, tell your friends. Again, I want to thank each and every one of you who listen each week. It's been amazing to see your support and the numbers growing. So have a good week, and until our next episode, this has been a Mo Story.